And right away, what I hear from that is, are we here to build trust in others or are we here to trust ourselves? Hi, I'm Jamie Shujun, host of Arriving Here. I am a deep practitioner, explorer and student of life. I enjoy observing and studying all the different ways our lives shape who we are, what informs our behaviours and choices, and most importantly, uncovering the underlying thread that connects it all. I am a firm believer that while life is continually communicating with us in support of our continual involvement, it is up to us to not only be open to translate life's cues and nudges, but to have the courage and presence of mind to follow through with them. We have chosen to grace this heightened time of accelerated change on the planet with our presence and our hearts because there is much to move through, grow from and accept, both individually and collectively. My passion and gift is in guiding and supporting others through significant periods of deep personal transformation as they navigate their way back to their true nature and expand into remembering who they are. In this podcast, I will be sharing inspiring stories of transformation, thought-provoking conversations, earth-shattering breakthroughs, as well as profoundly moving experiences that have touched me deeply. Through these words exchanged, I hope to initiate and catalyze a different line of inquiry into your everyday as you deepen in your journey back to yourself, to one filled with trust, possibility and integrity. Here's to your arrival. Welcome home and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode two of Arriving Here. It's quite a hilarious journey to be recording episode two. Well, really, if you ask me to reflect on anything and life in general, I always find a hilarity in it all. So after episode one got released and I announced the podcast, it was really interesting to observe a lot of those, the patterns around rigidity and discipline and you've got to keep up and consistency all resurface with a vengeance. And it was really fascinating to meet with it again, to confront it again. Um, all of the learned programming that we learn, you know, in life, in business, in, you know, you name it, in in many, many different traditions and practices about, you know, consistent is key and discipline is key and and all that stuff. And And I'm not saying that those things are, you know, good or bad. It's just noticing and observing how the looping is still running the show or tried to run the show. And it's it's actually hilarious because I've written like multiple notes. You know, I'm I'm a I, I write a lot every single day, both on the computer and with, you know, old-fashioned pen and paper. Um, I have a very, very active mind. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was very, very interesting to to observe the mind's um patterns which is really what I do all day, every day with clients, with myself, all of it. And in all of my notes, I'm actually sitting here recording this episode with no notes in front of me. 
which is once again, taking that little step, you know, outside of the hashtag program to see what flows through. And yeah, so with this conversation in my brain that, and I'm sure I'm not alone here, so back me up, you guys, around having to keep up and needing to meet a deadline and, you know, and, and consistency builds trust. And once again, I'm not, I'm not coming from a place of, of criticism or judgment, just purely reflection and observation from my personal experience. And in any, and by the way, you know, if I need to disclaim anything, if any of this doesn't resonate with you, I trust you're responsible enough and a responsible adult to make your own decision and discern, you know, what, what, what your experience is for yourself. Um, but yes, so noticing all of that, it, it really invited me to go deeper into that line of thinking around building trust, building trust in others. And right away, what I hear from that is, are we here to build trust in others or are we here to trust ourselves? So that was quite a mic drop moment of of once again, confronting and potentially breaking through all of these structures of the mind, of habit, of of shoulds. And what I didn't go much into, I don't think even think I mentioned it in an episode one, um, when I took a very intentional pause on structures, discipline, practice, you know, go hard and or, or go home, you know, all of those very um, rigid practices, uh, rigid ways. Um, one thing that really opened up so naturally for me was reading the Akashic Records. Now, big words. What is the Akashic Records? I'm sure I'll do a full episode on that alone another time, maybe or maybe not with a guest. Um, What are the Akashic Records? It's a metaphysical library that is the storehouse of all of our soul's history, thoughts, emotions, experiences, and not just from this lifetime, all other lifetimes. So there's plenty of, you know, different books and volumes and volumes of texts written about it, studied upon across the ages. I mean, you know, you want to go way, way, you know, centuries and centuries ago. Um, that's, yeah, that it's it's a whole field of study in and of itself um, that I have I personally haven't, you know, gone and did a Google Scholar um, publication research on. 
and maybe I will one day, who knows. But the Akashic Records, the experience of the Akashic Records to me came through in the form of word lexigraphy. So what is a word lexigraphy? Word lexigraphy is basically using the alphabet of a word to create a phrase that captures the essence and the emotion that the word carries. So Akashic Records, the words, the alphabets that make up the Akashic Records, very simply, it's an all-knowing almanac synthesizing higher individual consciousness, returning everlasting clarity on receiving divine support. That in and of itself gives me goosebumps every time I speak it out loud and when I have conveyed that to to people who have, you know, studied or researched further, um, it it just rings true. It's just like, yes, this is it. So so that's the Akashic Records. Um, when I stopped all of those practices and, you know, day counting, all that jazz, I wrote, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote just, you know, daily word vomits. And I also have a lexigraphy for word vomit. Writing often releases dense volumes of meaning in transit. So that was what I did every day. And it was, it caught me quite by surprise. One day, someone in a, in a, um, Facebook support group, there was an exchange happening. And I, you know, wrote to the, uh, person to say, yes, I love to receive. And before I knew it, my fingers were typing, would you be open to, um, an exchange um, for me to offer you a reading via automatic writing, something I've never, ever done before, but apparently the body knows before the brain kicks in. So that happened and it was just the most, I don't know, it was just so natural, absolutely so natural. So how um, a friend recently, an acquaintance asked me, what actually, you know, how do you read it? And and how how you know what happens? So I do it via automatic writing. Um, I use a prayer to enter the person's records, obviously with a name provided by the person, and it doesn't have to be the legal name; it can just be the the name they most identify with at the time. And yes, that's pretty much it. And the information that comes through to give you, to, you know, to give you a visual, it's like it, it's like a, a waterfall that that gets kind of pushed down through my crown, and it just shoots out through my hands. I hear, I feel, sometimes I see, and so. Yeah, just really beautiful poetic words comes through in a reading and it comes through quite fast and it's very, very 
clear, a lot clearer than I can speak it. I've never actually tried speaking it for another person. I've spoke it out loud for myself um, when I opened my records consciously for the first time where I didn't fall asleep. Um, yeah, so that that happened and it was I've never felt anything like it. The information that came came through was so detailed, so clear, and nothing that my logical mind can fault or doubt or question because the information that comes through is like pure clean water as if you were st- standing underneath like a you know a 50 or 100 meter waterfall it just comes through and out and and it does come through it does come through quite quickly and so there is just zero space for any kind of logical mind analytical mind critical mind judgmental mind to come in to cut through to you know uh, manipulate the information so it's very very yeah I don't know it's it's the purest feeling it's very high energy and so to give context um of how fast and and the the process of this information coming through I've written anywhere between 1200 to 2000 words in the space of 45 minutes to an hour because that's how long um my readings are And if you go figure that out, you know, if you've done assignments, university school assignments where they give you like a 2,000 word limit or a 3,000 word limit, you know, you you, you have a rough gauge of how many words that is. That's about 44 for 2,000, you know, let's just use 2,000 for argument's sake. That's about 44 words a minute that comes through about someone who I don't know anything about but their name. Most of the time, I don't even know where in the world they live. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a very surreal, very pure, very alive feeling that comes through, um, through my body, through my experience. And so after I started giving readings after that first practice reading i was very unexpectedly invited to be a guest on a evolutionary akashic record podcast which was my first ever podcast um recording as a guest i'll link the episode in the show notes so you can go listen to you know that whole version if you choose to with Ashley Wood on the line podcast. And it was just, yeah. And, and, you know, before long I launched my readings, the podcast went, went, um, got the episode, our episode got released and, you know, the rest is history. And I have been reading for clients since as well as, still continuing on with, you know, the in-person work, the online um, guidance sessions, the body work. And it's been how many months now? 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. So 11 months now since 
I started giving readings and having gone from almost like learning the tools and the practices of the modalities and also rebuilding myself from the ground up. So when I, what I mean by that in, you know, I started with yoga, hot yoga at the gym, you know, really yang, really rigid, really masculine um, approach and to, to, to practice coming home to oneself in in those types of environments from the ground to the table to the meditation to the subconscious reprogramming to the um you know a lot of the kundalini style meditations which really works with the mind um the subconscious mind etc cetera, etc cetera, to then be reading the akashic records so the cliff note versions of my episode with ashley was I've built myself from the ground up. I've built my practice as a practitioner, as a person, as a woman from the ground up. You know, we did the thousand hours of the silent meditation, not really a thousand hours, but, you know, just figure of speech, done the thousand hours of the silent meditation. We've done, you know, we've done Vipassana. We've done so many, so many classes, practice like crazy, meditated like crazy, released like crazy, done the yin yoga, done the vinyasa, done the kundalini, done the hatha yoga, done the emotional release body work, done the Hawaiian lomi lomi, done the Ayurvedic um, massage training, done the Thai massage training, you you name it, I've trained in some, you know, something. And then moving into the subtle working with Reiki, which is so beautiful, which I feel like it's, it's, it gets infused to everything, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to delineate, you know, this is for this now and that's for then you know it's kind of like you can't show up with just one nostril you just can't do that you have to show up with your whole face (laughs) um yeah and and coming you know to work higher and higher in energy to arrive at reading the Akashic Records and to then experience that level of clarity and purity of of energy flowing and information exchange a lot of the scaffolding structures seem to there's there's uh, there's a lot more space between me and those more body-based practices and I'm not in any way, shape, or form, negating them or saying they're good or bad or negative or anything like that. It's just my, I'm just sharing my experience here. And so it's also very interesting to watch a lot of the logical, critical, analytical mind stuff also start to distance themselves or I start to distance myself from them. So exhibit A, I'm sitting here the computer, the video is not even on, the computer's on the ground and I've got the microphone on a box, on a little stool (laughs) and I'm just looking straight into like what's ahead of me, which is the massage table Um, and having no notes at all and to just trust that who knows what's going to come through. And and in many ways, I can look back with such fondness because 
that's how I have taught in yoga for all the hundreds upon hundreds of classes that I've taught um, in person and online was turn the camera on, just show up. Often I'm late. I'm really bad with time. Um, and But I deliver. That's key in, in, in my books. Um, yeah, I just show up and, and read the room and see what happens. So it's, it's in some ways, it's like, oh, yeah, you've been training for this this whole time, Jamie. But once again, the mind steps in and goes, no, it needs to be like this. You need to be consistent. You need to put push something out every single week. Otherwise, you're going to lose people. At the same time, also running the programming, which is such a past life program of being so afraid of being judged, so afraid of being persecuted, so afraid, you know, I swear, after the first, after after listening to the the first draft edit, which is the final, which ended up being the final edit, um, I was seriously like, we have to scrap this. We need to delete this. We need to add this in. We, you know, like the mind just went crazy, and and deep inside there was such a fear, fear of being killed, fear of being um, demolished. And, and it was just really interesting to, to have a felt bodied experience of that to go, wow, this is a snippet of what it was like in previous lifetimes when actually it wasn't safe to speak, when it actually, if you said, you know, the wrong thing at the wrong time to the to the wrong person, persecution actually happened. And for those of you who who don't know, I have a birthmark on my left arm, left, left side of the body, another teachable moment, left side of the body feminine, right side of the body masculine. We everybody have has these two um energies and forces within us, despite the gender that you identify with. So on my left forearm, I have, you know, a, a birthmark and it wasn't until New Year's Eve of 2019. So the day before the turn of the decade, it was pointed out to me at the most unexpected places of all first to find me. And second of all, you know, to have this revealed to me, I was at a pub, Brunswick Heads pub. I don't even know what it's called because I just don't go to these places. I was, the re only reason I was there was because I was staying with a friend and she wanted to party on, um, you know, and, 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 and do the happy new year, happy, you know, 2020, um, thing there with her friends. And I just was there for like all of 20 minutes to get the keys so that I could um, go to bed and actually watch the sunrise the next morning because that's um, that's a ritual that I love to honour every year, to watch the sunset and watch the sunrise. So, yes, I was at the pub feeling mighty out of place and self-conscious and this guy walked across the dance floor, clearly very keen on my friend, um, and he pointed out to me, you have a witch. And I'm like, 
that's thanks that's yes i have a witch that's really you know good on you really that's you know well done and he was like no you have a witch i'm like yes i am a witch ha 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 like you know thinking he you know he i'm like what substance are you on and it wasn't until he grabbed my arm and pointed out what he saw the shape of the witch on my forearm it's red in color um pigment pigmented red and all my life since i was a little very very little girl growing up in singapore people would come up to me and grab my arm in the same way this guy did and say oh no you've been burnt or oh no you got burnt and it's always no no it's just a birthmark it's you know it's it's not it's nothing and it's really interesting because of the, the the skin pigmentation, the the color of the birthmark actually changes. So if I'm if I have a fever, it goes like really deep dark purple. If I'm really 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 cold, it goes deep dark purple as well. Because I mean, biology, blood moves away from the skin when when it needs to um, regulate your temperature. Um, and and if if you know if if it's a forty forty degree day. Um, or a 45 degree day. Hopefully we don't get any of those. Anyway, um, the the birthmark goes really bright red. So when I'm in actually in like equi- equilibrium homeostasis, the birthmark is almost not visible unless you pay attention to it. So so yeah, this guy is like, you have a witch. And I look down at what he saw, which you can only see from the outside. <clears throat> It actually is a full witch with a hat, with eyes, with lips, with a cape. And, if, you know, if you use your imagination, <clears throat> it's like she's riding a broomstick. You can even see her feet. It's just like insane. And 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 I'm telling you this story because it ties in with um, – this this story of persecution it's so funny as i'm speaking my voice has completely changed and yeah energy is moving hello so so yes being burnt being being so afraid of persecution um that that really 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 played out and it and i'm sure it will continue to play out until um you know it 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 becomes it it gets overcome um through through this podcasting experience and you know the the funny thing is that i i laugh at myself i laugh at at how my mind um you know the 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 adventures that we that takes me on you know let's just put it in put a little little you know sprinkle a little positive spin on it um the adventures that my mind takes takes me on <laughs> <laughs> and I look back at all of this and just go, I'm recording this podcast for me to 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 learn something, to overcome a fear, to laugh at myself. And um with love, of course, lots and lots of love. And 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 really I'm creating this experience for me to have an experience. And and all of the fears really start to dissolve afterwards because like I said earlier I'm not here to have you trust me I don't need to make you trust me I'm here to trust myself and 
And if you have a, you know, whatever your relationship with trust and, you know, majority, at least, you know, at least through my, 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 my clients and the people that I, I, I have encountered and experience and shared experience and journeys with, trusting ourselves is not something that, you know, is, is taught in our culture, in our society. And, yeah, if, you know, whatever your journey with trust is, ask yourself that, you know. Are we here? Are we creating so that, you know, so so to, to, to gain someone else's trust or are we here to create, to learn to trust ourselves? So, yes, I'll leave that one with you. Um, I am pretty sure... I jumped on to record episode two because there is a really funny story to tell that I have only spoken it out maybe once or twice. Um, and intentionally not told any friends about it because I'm like, no, I'm going to save it for the podcast. And if you are familiar with bush Australian bushflower essence, it's like 100% green spider orchid energy of withholding something, wait for it to build and wait for the right time to share it instead of, you know. Anyway, so we're pivoting into this story that happened... It's not a story. It's actually an, a, 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 it's a real story, guys. <clears throat> okay. So was it last week? Let me think. Yes, it was last week. No, the week before. I can't even remember anymore. Like I'm really, really, really bad with time. So I woke up and my whole living room had lost power. And I think that was in the middle of me worrying, worrying about, you know, getting episode two out and, you know, doing this and doing that and being very regimented. And, you know, let's just admit it, Jamie, I was being really mean to myself, really, really, really mean and really harsh on myself about production and you name it. And... I woke up going, right, it's Tuesday, it's Mars Day, we're going to get things done and brrr, and I woke up and there was just no power in the living room. The whole living room, including the fridge, was out and I'm like, what's happening? So then I, you know, uncover the beautiful hessian that's hanging off the ceiling in my treatment space to get to the fuse box. I think that's what they're called. I'm definitely not an electrician. Um... And, you know, sure enough, found a switch that had turned itself off, a safety switch. I think that's what they're called. Anyhow, couldn't turn it back on. I rang utilities here. We call them Energex. I called, well, no, first I called the electricity provider. They said, sorry, we can't help you. Call Energex. Call Energex. Um, they said, try this, do this. All right, we're going to send someone out. No problem spoke with a friend who actually owns a house and knows a lot more about the electric 
just the, you know, houses in general. And she said, no, actually it's an electrician um, job. So contacted the landlord. Anyway, for some reason, it really, really, really shook me. It shook me up because every time when I'm about to break through something or there is a um, big shift happening, this, I kid you not, something happens in the house. The toilet wouldn't flush. Once my whole treatment room flooded on the day, this was in 20, let me see, 2021 in June. It was the day of some eclipse or the day before the eclipse. I think it was, was it a cancer moon um, full eclipse? Anyway, I can't remember the, the, the you know, astrological details. Um, Brisbane lost power. I think all of North Brisbane lost power. Um, and like to the point where the traffic lights weren't working <laughs> on a lot of the roads. It was, it was, yeah, it was interesting. And my whole treatment room flooded because the washing machine tap somehow dislodged itself and I had put a load on. And yes, there was a river running through exactly where I'm sitting now. So I've observed and taken note on these patterns. Lights would go out, you know, something would happen within the house, you know, as within, so without, right? Um, the micro versus the macro. Or what's what's the thing? As is the micro, as is the macro. So, so I knew something was happening and I just felt so almost like rattled and ruptured by it. So I took myself and my notebook, my trusty pen and paper notebook, to the cafe down the road because I just needed to just speak to someone in person and just say hi and look in someone's eyes just to regulate, you know, my system. So I went there and went, I need a hug. I lost power in the house and uh, poor me. Ordered a smoothie, set my butt down and just went, okay. And for whatever reason, I was facing a little board, um, like a menu board on, on, on the side of um, the counter which I've honestly have never ac actually paid any attention to. And, you know, it's not the first time I've been to this cafe. I like practically go there almost every single day. And on the board, it said coffee, you know, drinks, smoothies, sandwiches, et cetera, et cetera. And I think like second last on the list was happiness. But for whatever reason, the I was missing in the spelling of happiness. And that was so, like, that was such a profound moment for me. I was like, oh, my God, I am missing from happiness. I've got to stop treating myself so, you know, so harshly. I've got to, this is the, this is the programming that's, that's being short-circuited in the system as within, so without, right? getting short-circuited from this from from my system because I am missing in happiness and happiness is missing from me because if I was to continue this pattern of being so mean and so harsh and so derogatory and so fearful, there's no happiness in there. There's only fear and, and a lot of stress, a lot, a lot of 
unnecessary stress. And so already I could just feel everything ticking, going, whoa, okay, point taken. And as I say in this intro, like life is always an intro of this podcast. Life is always presenting us with messages. We've just got to open our eyes and be aware and be open to receive and learn how to translate it because that message could mean something very different to someone else. But that was what it was. There couldn't have been a more perfect moment for me in that, at that time of like feeling, oh my God, poor me. And, you know, of, of disarray that I'm missing from happiness. And I was like, that's right. That's right. I'm missing from happiness. And so I spoke with um, um, uh, uh, I'm just going to use her name. I spoke to Candace at the counter and, and went, we have a problem. I'm missing from happiness. And the conversation was, oh, no. I, 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 you know, I guess some kid, you know, a child stole the eye and I'm like, okay, we need to remedy this. How are we going to remedy this? And so I, I, haha, went looking <laughs> through all the different words in the menu. It's one of those boards where you can, um, you know, rearrange the alphabets. And so guess what I did? I took the eye from drinks and put the eye from drinks into the eye of happiness because I definitely do not be, need to be drinking. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I don't drink. Like, I can't actually, I'm allergic to alcohol and, you know, highly sensitive to everything. Anyway, so it was like, there you go. I fixed it. Now I am in happiness. And then I took myself out and sat in the sun for some time while I drank my, my smoothie and was referring back to notes from a session some time ago, which was just so, yeah, so profound that 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 could be a standalone episode in and of itself. But yeah, I basically reflected upon how I was missing from happiness. I was out of alignment um, by letting my mind take me on this, you know, adventure. And I, by that by that time, I already spoken to my landlord. He's like, "Yep, I'm fine. An electrician." And my landlord lives across the country, on the other side of Australia. So, you know, he was doing everything remotely. And when I came home, I could just feel myself, you know, zoomed back into my body, anchored back in my body. And by the time I got home, I felt like a different person again. So this is like, you know, you guys, this is like a space of a couple, like a couple of hours. And I've already like transformed. I've already experienced a transformation one, two, three times by then, just by going to the cafe and coming back home, which is just walking distance, two blocks away. And the message from my landlord came through saying, I found someone, I found someone. Here is his name and he's from, get ready, the business that he's from is called Om, Om, Omi, O-H-M, like the symbol Om. And then I, Omi. <laughs> and 
I was just like cracking myself up at this point. It's like, okay, I found me and happiness. And now it's like om and then I. Om meaning, you know, peace, but also om meaning, you know, the the electrical symbol that that I think that's a measurement, a unit of measurement. I don't know. I was really bad at physics. Um so so yeah, that was like such a a chuckling moment for me. And then shortly after that, the utilities guy, Anajex, came round and practically yelled at me, like, you know, shouted out from across the street saying, are you the one that lost power? And I was like, yes, I am the one that lost power. (laughs) You can't make this up. And so he came through, opened the fuse box, looked through the thing and went, ah, it's the safety switch. And I said, oh, it's the safety switch. Has the is is the safety switch stuck on default that it's constantly um, you know, it's on autopilot, like it it keeps triggering, like it keeps uh yeah, triggering to turn itself off because it's on some kind of like autopilot safety loop. And he goes, No, it's not. I can only assume that the safe the fuse in the safety switch is faulty. And I was like, whoa. Cause I see beyond words, right? I'm I I, I feel so much deeper than just blatant words. And I was like, wow, isn't that interesting? My perception of it was that the safety loop was was on autopilot but the other perception was that the fuse is actually faulty and it wasn't that we needed to bring the house the the house system back into safety it was more so that the fuse what is fused is the fault within the whole system because I, at this point I'd unplugged every single uh, PowerPoint from the walls, like nothing, practically nothing was connected to the walls. I'm just like, how is this still triggering? Um, And I stood there and, you know, I love all things. I mean, I'm a daughter of an engineer, an electronics engineer to be specific. So I, just stood there and ask all the questions and observe. And I just love watching. I just love, you know, tink- people tinkering with things. And and uh, yeah, my engineer. I'm not an engineer, but I have a quite a, quite the engineering brain. And so I'm like, wow, that's so fascinating. And then you know, he did another process. I'm like, oh, what are you doing now? He goes, okay, now I'm and get this right. It's it's just you can't make this up. He goes, now I'm testing for neutral integrity. And I'm like, no way. You kidding? You're testing for neutral integrity? (laughs) And, you know, it reminds me back to the intro of this podcast of trust, possibility, and integrity. And that's also, you know, across my new mentorship, eight-week mentorship program called Arrive, which I'll leave the link on below and I won't go into that whole program right now because I'm also 
um, conscious of the time and I'm not anywhere near finish this story yet. I just want to finish this story first. So yes, it's all about integrity. So, so the electrician tells me he's testing for neutral integrity within the electronic, within the electrical system of the house. I was like, Oh, are you now? That's so funny. And then he did a couple other stuff. And then he also then wrote the OM symbol to, you know, do whatever electricians do. And then he left. And by this time, I'm like, holy shit, I've just had a whole perspective shift. Again, fourth one of the day. And then the electrician from OMI showed up. And, you know, beautiful, very earthy, very grounded guy. He comes through and goes, okay, what's wrong? So I said, well, I've done this, I've done that, I've unplugged this. He goes like, wow, you've already done everything. Like You could be an electrician. I was like, well, at the rate we're going. <laughs> and then, you know, into the fuse box they go, they tested a bunch of stuff and they go like, I don't know what's wrong. It must be a ghost or something. And I'm like, no, you can't make this up, really? And to be honest, they couldn't find the fault. And it just goes to show, you know, when energy shifts, everything shifts. And it's almost like, you know, when energy is moving and, you know, usually fast if it's in and around me, there's these like these crazy synchronicities and and unexplainable um, quote-unquote faults that, that happen. And by the time the, the remedy person comes along, it's like, what's the problem again? And this happened with my dishwasher. Yeah, it's just happened, you know, a number of times and it's just it's just hilarious. So anyway, that whole story was to say that, yes, life shows us what's happening inside of us and we just need to open our eyes to see. And, you know, every little detail of this is just, again, testament of that. Oh, yes. And then there was one, like, this is the finale. This is hilarious. So everything got sorted. I was left like, hooray, we have electricity again. Okay, we're back. We're back in power. Amazing. Great. And I was like, okay, I just need to like lie down. I just need to just, you know, have a shower and just wash it, wash the day away. No, the next intuition, go and get tiramisu. And I'm like, what? I don't think I need sugar. I don't think I need any more additional stimulants for today. We've, 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 we've just transformed like so many times within the space of, you know, four hours enough like we're not we're not going anywhere <laughs> we're not we don't need tiramisu yes tiramisu now okay in the car I go drive to um Harris Farm in Clayfield tiramisu their homemade tiramisu is delicious oh my god it's absolutely like yeah I love it so by tiramisu I'm like okay driving along I took a different way to get there as well which is like okay that's interesting that we're going this way no problem keep going the first car, Rego, that also car speak to me. Um, Regos in Australia, we call them like the the car registration, the license plate, which you can um, 
personalize. I'm not sure if that's a universal thing of personalizing um, license plates. Anyway, they they yeah they, they talk to me in messages. It's it's hilarious. It's and very 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 like frighteningly timely. So I'm driving along this different route that I normally take to get there, and I think the first one that I saw was beat it. So I was like, yes, yes, we've beat it. We've, you know, we've beat the losing of power. We've beat the, the, um, I'm not in happiness. Um, great. Got it. Drive along. The next one said, now I have to look up my notes because I'm pretty sure I texted a friend. God bless friends. Um, where you can and technology when you can like scroll back and look at what happened when and where and how i'm pretty sure the second one was um Okay, the first one, okay, I've got it now. The first one said just is. The second one, and, and I'm not driving very far. I'm literally driving to the next suburb. First one said just is. The second one said beat it. And on the way home, the third one says is love. So I'm just like, yes. Okay. We can wrap today up now. <laughs> What a day. Like, you know, I, I went home happy with my big tub of tiramisu and just gone, all right, you got, like universe, message received. It just is. Everything is fine. We've beat it and we're back in love. Thank you very much. We can just, you know, draw the curtains now. So anyway, that's the story I wanted to tell. <laughs> um, what else? Yes, it was very, very, very um, symbolic, very funny. Um, and yes, if this is the first time you're hearing Jamie tell a story like this, well, there's going to be many more of those. And that's also, I think, partly why why I have a podcast is so that I don't have to tell this story like 15 times. Maybe not. I don't really have 15 that many close friends, but, you know, repeat the same story to every every single friend I'll be just like just listen to the thing you know reminds me of back in the day of blogging um where a group of us we would each have our own individual blog and by the time we get chatting with each other it's always like wait have you read the the last blog post so that I don't have to repeat myself um so yeah anyway there you go that's that's the story the other thing that I am going to, you know, slowly wrap this this episode up because I want to just keep them, you know, within the hour. Um, the other thing that I wanted to to say, which I started talking about, and then it didn't actually record. record. So it's very, very interesting to, to again, notice this, like, you, you know, this is happening live, you guys, um, with, with energy. And 
And the last thing I was sharing was um, the my Arrive mentorship program that I released. I don't even know when I released it. I think the same week that I released this podcast. Um, and it's actually, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a story in and of itself. Because when I released it to my newsletter community, it it didn't end up sending the first time, which then gave me an opportunity to refine and revise, first of all, the newsletter, because, you know, I'm someone who like sends, you know, two newsletters a year. <laughs> and to also make a few very minor changes, you know, especially the dates um, of this program. So it's a eight-week intensive mentorship immersion journey adventure that we go on together. It's 100% um, online, so open and available to anyone and everyone across the globe. And, yeah, we meet each week. You receive two Akashic record readings, written automatic writing, which will set the theme or the scene for our time together. You will receive individualized um, movement, breath work, yoga, meditation practice. Um, You'll be, you know, um, given recommended creative practices, most likely writing, but again, everyone's different. So yeah, I will be tuning in with you and your energy and where you're at and what you would like to um, transform within this eight weeks together. So yes, highly, highly individualized. And the whole point of it is for you to create more space. It could be, you know, with with a particular memory. Maybe it's to do with creativity. Maybe it's to do with finding your voice. Maybe it's refining your craft. Maybe it's, yeah, look, the world's your oyster. And that's the thing that's so beautiful about this program, um, this mentorship. I don't want to call it a program because we're here to, you know, get rid of the program. Um, this this mentorship journey is is so dear and so special to me and nothing like I've I've created. Well, in some ways, Yes and no. Nothing like I've created because there is no set theme aside from you arriving, hence the name Arrive. You guys get this, you know, you yeah. Anyway, there's there's a theme here. Welcome to the Arriving Here podcast. Welcome to Arrive Mentorship. Um yeah, it's it's for you to arrive where you're where where you where you choose to, where you're ready for, and where we are guided to. And that's a beautiful thing with the Akashic Records because I never know what's coming through. We never know. It's not something we can premeditate upon. We can manipulate. We can, you know, structure, strategize, you know, brainify the thing. I just made a word, brainify. Um, yeah, and 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 so it's, you know, there is such a level of trust and surrender um, and acceptance that comes that that comes with this in terms of what we embark on. Obviously, we, you know, that there is a level of of choice. You know, it could be specifically to do with creativity and expression and 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 refining your craft, like I said. Um, and maybe it could be, you know, unpacking and healing 
um, a particular experience or wound or memory, yeah, look, the world's your oyster, world's our oyster, always. So, yes, with, you know, highly individualized um, care and support and I hold, you know, a really deep sacred space for you to arrive home in yourself through acknowledging your story, through acknowledging um, where you're at in this rat race society culture that we seem to continually find ourselves in. And yeah, I, I can just feel how deep and sacred and intentional the time we spend together will be. And you have me supporting you every step of the way. You get unlimited voice note support throughout the eight weeks in between, in between calls, in between our sessions. And yeah, and you get all of me, all of me, all of my training, all of my knowledge, all of my experience. So yes, applications are opened and they close around the 11th of September. So I'm hoping this episode will go out before then. If it doesn't, then that's also okay. Um, yeah, the link to apply and all the details are in the show notes. If you have any questions at all, please send me an email, hello at jamieshujin.com, and I'm be more than happy to um, answer your questions. Yeah, so, so that's all for episode two. I'm going to wrap this up. And thank you once again for joining me and spending time with me. I hope um, in my storytelling and sharing my experience um, and my jokes. Um, yeah, inspired something different for your day, your evening, your morning, wherever you're listening to. Um, yeah, I'd love for you to write to me. You can write to me on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Shujin. All the, all the um, links will be in the show notes as well. Let me know how this episode um, moved you, what what it touched in you and yeah I hope that you are traveling well we are in spring here in the southern hemisphere and our northern hemisphere friends are moving into autumn or fall so yeah lots of lots of um, shifts and changes and with this change we're moving into air the element of air air season um, when it comes to spring and I have exciting, yeah, exciting updates and pivots, which I will be sure to share with you in the next episode um, when all the pieces align themselves with great patience and surrender on my end. Um, yeah, lots and lots more to share. So I wish you a happy day, happy evening, happy morning. And we will speak soon. Send me a DM, send me a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so we can get this show out. All right. Sending you all my love, so much warmth and a big, big hug through the airwaves. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I'd love if you could subscribe and rate the show five stars anywhere you listen to your podcasts. 
Thank you so much again for arriving here with me and I'll speak to you soon.